Okay, today's stuff is stuff Ayin Bet. We'll begin from Halakha Bet, a few lines down. So here we explain what the Bate Nirim. If we recall, we were discussing the weaving machine or the loom, that's the technical term. Um, and the way they would do it is they would have all the warp threads um, that uh, were, were stretched across between, say, two paths, and they will loop through these little loops. Okay, the point of these loops was to lift every odd, odd thread as every even thread was lowered by the machine and then do vice versa. Like and vice versa, and so they'd alternate in such a way. And the advantage of that is that the alternating strings are lifted in different ways. We explained this to pass, so it'd be very easy to pass through the weaving thread, the weft or woof thread. Okay, this goes, but you don't have to go up and down, up and down. You can just throw it straight through, bunch it up, and then get the machine to alternate the threads in the other direction, the, the warp threads, and send it back. Okay, so here when it says the malach of osesh de bate nirim, there's again a machlok at exactly what it is. Reb Chaim says it's actually both. And that's either when your Reb Chaim says beit near who lula lula are the lula or the loops. Or second, when you perish bechola orgim or sim nekavim derech nekavim marvim choteshti that the warp threads are sort of fed through these holes, like I explained. Well, sin vahosen nekavim, someone who makes these loops. So oshte bate nirim, one is actually constructing them. The chen and the other opinion, which he says, is also If you loop them through. You, you thread the strings through it, that would also be chai mishum osebatenirin. Okay? The next is, the next says, bekiros, benafel, bekavro, besala chayav. Now, what's interesting here is, this, these are, we'll, we'll say what the kiros is in a moment. When it comes to nafa, and a kavra, sifner, and a sieve, and things like that, or a basket, they're not woven on a loom. So what's the batenirim in such a construction? So, oh, in, in a basket. So the way it's generally explained is, is as they're weaving it, so you've got the, in a basket, you've got the, the so-called warp threads, are the ones that are up, and you, like, pointing upwards from the, the ground, and you sort of weave as you're going around, around the basket from the bottom, okay? But what they would do is they would actually take two threads and twist them as they're weaving, okay? And if, if imagine, as you're weaving, alternately, and you're twisting it, what's happening is those two threads at the bottom, it's making little loops, if you like, for those thread, for the, the piece, the, the piece of free that is sticking upright. So you're effectively like making these loops as part of the weaving process. So it's actually a discussion. Is it part of the weaving process or was it initially to fix them in place? But that's a, um, again, that's a, that's another discussion. So that's, that's what it's talking about. That's how the batenirium, even though it seems to be a malachal that relates to a loom, could be part of the weaving of a basket itself that is not constructed on the loom. Okay. That's, that's our idea. It would smell the curious is so. So again, when it comes to sewing, what's, what's the shear of that? The, sh- the shear of sewing is if you do two stitches, we explained, we discussed exactly what that would be. And also, if someone's tearing, now tearing has to be something that's constructive. And the idea was if, for example, bringing in a hem or things like that. So it's tearing has to be, is almanat, the shear of tearing would be almanat litfor state the, the shear would be the man I need to tear because I want to, st- the, would be the, the width to stitch two stitches. That's the shear. Okay. So benirin, what's a nirin? That's a nira. That's why we explain that those loops. Hakiros is a kiruma. Again, there's a different explanation of what the kiruma is. Rabbi Chaim says is my kiros is kiruma who arug minasiv. It's something that is another material that is, if you like, woven with um, sieve, which is the fibrous parts from a palm. And it's made of like holes as well. So presumably they use this similar way of uh, twisting the w- weaving threads that are more more open to make it with holes. 
Again, there, if you look at the Mishnah, it's the picture book, I'm not sure if it's in there, the Pnei Shabbos, it has a lot of explanation of what this Kiros is. Some, some Tverti Israel say, for example, says it's a tool. But here, they wrote this, again, we're explaining Rabbi Chaim. Okay. Um, then it continues. Rabba says, Because the Mishnah discussed sewing, then even if you've got a loose thread and you pull that thread to bring the fabric together, so you're not sewing, you're just pulling it tighter, that would be Chaim Mishum Tofer. Now, the next five words is Nimshach Aga Vesugi. We brought this as part of before. Name Mishum Tofer, Mishum Kosher. But again, it's not relevant here. So the Mafashim say not to, it's, it's just like not something, Nimshach Aga, if you like. Okay, next halacha, halach gimel. Hakorea b'chamato, if someone tears in anger, or v'al meito, he does kriya, lo'aleinu, it says, or kol ha'makalkulin, any time you're doing something destructive, that is pato. Because again, the malachas and shabbos have to be constructive, not something that's makalka. So that's why we said kore is al lit for, that the tearing of a fabric was on condition, was part of the process of sewing, so you bring the fabric together. As we just said, if you're doing so, if you're something destructive on condition to repair, so not just Korea, also Sotero, we've discussed that as well. The shear would be what the shear, the amount you're destroying or ruining, to be more accurate, is the is the shear the, equal to the shear of the tikkun component because almanat letaken. Okay, that's halacha. That's oh, that's mishnah. Now let's learn the gemara. taman. Now you have to appreciate here. If the person is doing Kriya, and we're saying it's Mekalkel, the assumption is why you Patrupitz is Mekalkel, it must be, this is like an Avil doing Kriya, it must be that he's not Yotze the Kriya. That's the assumption of the Gemara at this stage. Because if he was being Yotze the Kriya, then the assumption is, oh, then it's constructive, you've done something beneficial. That's the assumption of the Gemara. But that doesn't make sense, because, because, Kiper, right? If someone shechts his Chatat on Shabbos, his Chai Chatat, it works, but you being another chatat for being a korban on Shabbos, for being mechal Shabbos, you're not being a chatat on Shabbos. So, so if that's the case, if by someone who's shocher shechts a korban on Shabbos, despite the fact he's violated the prohibition of shechts on Shabbos, he's chayiv, so to here he should be chayiv as well for doing kri on Shabbos. Why aren't they the same thing? But it seemed to be the implication of a Mishnah that he's not yoytze his day kriya because he's pato. Again, because if he was Yotze, it'd be constructive, he should be Chayev. That's the, that's the rationale of the Gemara. Again, the basic assumption is the reason why you're Pator for Kriya on Shabbos is because that it's Mekalkel. However, the Gemara says, no, it's nothing to do with Mekalkel. El is Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon Omar Ad Shiulol He says, no. I read your He says, it's nothing to do with Mekalkel. El Mekalkel. The person would be yoitze. In other words, there's no difference between um, doing kriya on Shabbos or offering a korban on Shabbos. Both situations be yoitze. So why are you patur then? El mishum damanitin kribi shimon desvirle melachet shenir kufa patur le. Because this is the melachet shenir tzrich legufa. Meaning hachnach me'in tzrich lekriya legufa. In other words, yes, you're yoitze, you're chiyuv doing kriya, but you didn't want that beggar torn. So it's a melachet shenir legufa. It's like again, I need the soil, and it just happens to dig a hole. Okay, she ain't sarich lo mishum elo mishum mishum mitzvah. In other words, I need to do the kriya to be a mitzvah, but it's not shein sarich because I didn't need the tearing to in a constructive fashion, etc. So it's, that's why it's be pator. So in other words, the assumption now is the person be yoytze the day kriya, but you're still pator because it's Rabbi Shumatz amachat shein sarich Okay, however, the Gemara starts. Uh, Gemara tried to suggest a different answer. I'm a looming rabba. 
He says that maybe we could explain it differently. That there's the difference between someone who shechts a korban on Shabbos at a biyotzer korban chatat and someone who's kri on Shabbos at his patur. What would be the potential difference? Taman hu garam la atzmo, bramhacha at garam talo. Now, this is a bit difficult to understand this part, but I'll, I'll read it in real time. He says, Gabi kriya osekem mishum tzivui chachamim. When it comes to kriya, it's a mitzvah the rabban and the chachamim was mutal alav on this individual says, you know, you have to do kriya, unfortunately, because the person's the nifta. But on Shabbos, there was no tzivui to do so on Shabbos. So if he tries to do kriya on Shabbos, the chachamim didn't tell him to do so, so therefore he's not chay, that's not yotzeh. That's the difference. So therefore, in other words, you could, you could still go back to the original understanding got to do with makalko. And therefore, what you're doing is makalki, you're not yotzeh dechil. Hilkach rebbe Shabbos lo yotzeh dekriyato. However, aval hatam, there by the korban, hu garem latz moshe chata. I mean, the obligation came from himself because he did a sin. Obaze lechaper, and he's coming to mechaper on his chatat. Hilkach afil lo saken b'shabbos kiper, therefore, it's as a chiyuv already automatically generated, if you like, to, that he brought upon himself. Therefore, even if he brings a korban on Shabbos, he'll be chayv. Now, this is a bit hard to really differentiate because we're saying that one second, when it comes to Kriya, it's something by the Chachamimun Mutalalav. And because of Chachamimun the Kriya, because he's a, because he's a, a Onen or Avel, therefore, you know, they weren't, they didn't Mutalalav Shabbos, therefore he's not Yotzer on Shabbos. But Kriyov Chatat, he, the person put on himself to do it. Okay. Somehow we have to understand how this works. The going to reject this almost immediately. And therefore, even if he does it on Shabbos, he's he's yotze, he's doing a bring the korban chatat on Shabbos for his chatat. Albeit, has to bring another one for min chal Shabbos. Right? You go Shabbat to the kotel. Sorry. First time after thirty days, you go to the kotel on Shabbat. Ah, so no, but well, well according to this understanding, the Chachamim says no chiyuv on Shabbos. You wouldn't be, uh, you're not meant to. There's not, you're not meant to do on Shabbos. But anyway, there's no chiyuv. On, uh, there are certain days you're not meant to do it anyway. Like so. I saw a Friday afternoon also not. That's why yeah, I saw. Exactly. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't mix in that. Mix in like. Uh, no, I don't no, no. it with that. Okay. I think it's more my, my pasha to say you. Back would, you, and relax, Menachem. Okay. Um, okay. Let's continue. However, um, so Amr Yossi says, I don't understand. You want a filo taman and garamtalo shilu leisham. In other words, even by the person who did an avera, it's a chiyuv that's mutalalav, not that he is garamtalatzmo. Why? Shilu leishamartalo shiavo hechul mepet chaper. In other words, had it not been a chiyuv that's placed upon him to bring a korban, <coughs> then the korban wouldn't shiva kapara. So in both situations, he shouldn't be able to differentiate between the, between the two. Both are an external chiyuv that's placed on the individual. Really, they are because again, even if a chet, the only reason, the only reason why it works as a kapara is because it's zivui to do so. It's an important uh, machshava thing here, right? It's because Akharosh Baruch tells you that's how you achieve the kapara because it's mutalal to do so. So therefore, it doesn't make a difference. You can't use that as a base of a distinction. Havitzorach meimra. That's what we have to say that really, it's uh, it really that you would be yotzer. Meaning, you would be yotzer kriyon shabbos. There's no difference between kriyon shabbos and offering a korban chatat on shabbos. Both again, the person did the wrong thing. But they, um, the Beyotze, whatever the Chiyov they had to do Kriya, or the Yotze, the Chiyov of, um, of offering the Korban. But why we patur on our Mishnah for doing Kriya on Shabbos? Not because it's Makalka, because it was constructive, but rather because it's Melachat Shein Srechilaguf. Okay, as we said. Now, Chavrai Baum Kamei Rabbi Yose, Lo Kanar Rabbi Yochanan Beshem Rabbi Shimon Ben Yotzerek. Matzah Gzula, if someone eats stolen Matzah, En Yotzeh Bedechavatov Pesach. Now, why is that? Because it's what's called a mat, uh, mitzvah babavera. So, okay. Now we're trying to mix in an, another issue at play. Where, how is it possible that you yotzi a kri on Shabbos? Because we say, by if you, t- if you steal some matzah and you eat matzah, you're not yotzi lechiyot. Because 
presume, like, let's play, before we bring the distinction, um, an Avera was involved in your act. So, so too, if someone does Kriya on Shabbat, an Avera was involved in the act, so how can there be Chiyotah today Chiyotah of Kriya? That's the simple way of setting up the, the Kasha. So, we say it's no different. Amar Lun, he said to them, Taman Gufa Avera, Bramhacha Hu Avar Avera. Now, there's two ways to explain what means Taman Hu Gufa Avera. I read Reb Chaim because he brings both. It says, Taman Gufa Davash Osebo Hamitzvah, there the chepetz you're using to do your mitzvah, the matzah itself is an Avera. You stole it. Okay? Um, that's Shel Avera, Shigzula. Aval Hacha Gufa Chaluk, the beggar the person's using, ain't no Avera, it's not an Avera. So that if you like the chepetz, it's still at play. Okay, despite the fact you did an action on that chefetz, which is an avera, doesn't matter. That's why it can be yotzer. That's the chiluk between the two. The first way of making the distinction is if someone's eating stolen matzah, the object of the mitzvah you're trying to use itself is an avera. It's stolen, so therefore you can't use that for a mitzvah. Whereas a person to a kriya, the beggar is not. There's no. There's. It's not stolen. The chefetz is fine. The issue is at the time you happen to be doing an, an avera. Okay. And, yes? and this one is, and the matzah is the and the kriya is not. Um, but I, I wouldn't bring the distinction between um, the rice and the rabbanan because we see by korban chatat as well. You'd be yotze by the korban chatat. Okay. Chatas is chatas is ah 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 right right. So so that's why the gemara doesn't bring that distinction. But he says uh, Reb Chaim brings another way of understanding what it means. Inami hatam kola mitzvah balo al meaning there when it comes to the matz. This is the second way of understanding the whole mitz the whole. Fulfilling the mitzvah is facilitated, meaning like everything around it is by Avera. I'll explain what you mean why. Meaning, this, if you steal matzah, where it's whole Shabbos, no matter what, there's no other way of achieving this, 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 fulfilling this mitzvah with this stolen matzah without it being an Avera. Avera. But the Kriya situation just happens to be that on Shabbos you're not allowed to do so. But if you did that same act on another day of the week, it wouldn't be. An avera. In other words, it's not kula avera. That's the second way of explaining the the distinction. Okay, but I think he continues with um, with the first way, which is, again the first way of explaining it was is that it, it, the difference with the chefetz itself being an avera versus a mesa being an avera. Okay, as it says, um, now it says yeah, so as it says, Kachan Omrim, the question is to, to prove that point. Do we say, Let's say on Pesach night, someone forgot matzahs and they carry it in Rosh Sarabim, and then eats it. Would you say that it's a mitzvah bavera, is not Yotza the Chiyov? No, we'd say he would be Yotza. Okay, that's the way the grammar is rationalizing. In other words, so therefore that's comparable to do you doing Kriya as in the Mesa being the Vera, not the Chefetz being an Avera, if you like. The or kulavera. So now the Gemara continues. Okay, he will bring a brighter. So matzah gzula asula varechalav. That if you steal a matzah, you're not allowed to make a bracha on it. Interesting here, by the way, what the what you'll see later on is important. Mashma that it's asula varechalav. That if you had a matzah, you would be yotzeidechiyov. Okay, but you'll see why it's important in a minute. So Amarav Hoshaya says Al Shem because of the pasuk we've mentioned this number a few times. Meaning, if you try and make a bracha on an avera, it seems to it's not praising Kadosh Baruch. It seems the opposite. It's uh, it's, it flies in the face. It's a rebuke of a Kodesh, if you like. So Amarav Yona Hadadat Amar Betchila Avabasof Lo Damihu Chayavlo. He says the issue of Botzei Berach is only if we're going to bracha Rishona. 
whatever it is. Okay. However, you would be able to make a bracha. Why? Because at that stage, the kufa of veira is not present anymore. All your chayiv to this individual is dummy and monetary value of the matzah, and therefore you'll be able to eat it. Sorry, Rochaim. But the source is about lacharia tzirich leverech. You have to bench. All to this person is from his money. But as soon as he starts eating it, he's kone it, right? So it became his, okay? And that's why it is. That's why he make a bracha chrona. Let's continue. What this means is the way Rav Chaim explains it here, and he says at the end he explains it differently in Masechta in Masechta Chala. I'll jump into what we said now. Mesechta Chalet says, the Rabbi Yonah says, no, you can't even make a benching on it. That's how Rabbi Chaim explained it there. But here, relevant to this sugya, he says, Rabbi Yonah actually argues that, no, you can't make, it's not, the, the implication was, you can't make a bracha, but if you did eat it, you'd be Yotzeh Mitzvah Matzah. He's saying, no, ain't a Mitzvah, it's a Mitzvah Baba, very wouldn't be Yotzeh Achilat Matzah. Rabbi Yosamar, ain't Mitzvah Avera, which is another way of saying the same thing, meaning, the issue of uh, you can't have mitzvah bala veira and arab illa elu mitzvot elu ha mitzvot meaning these are mitzvot as a miut not in other not everything is you can assume is going to be a mitzvah only these miut is a mitzvah meaning imasitem ke mitzvah tam if you do it like you've been commanded not bala veira then he mitzvot beim lav this is a source then they are um, then then any mitzvot then not a mitzvah because again because it's a miut the korbanet points out of elu ha mitzvot okay. Mamatze can do restitution. Once you you tear the bag, he can pay for it. He'll, for the uh, bag, it once it's torn, it's torn. It's it's not exactly the same case. Okay, but again, um, um, but but it's actually um, uh, your but what you're saying is the midst of the what you're trying. Okay, what you're saying is the he can pay for it after after Yontif. The beggar, once it's torn, it's torn. He can't undo it. Okay, but we actually say the opposite. You're trying to say the beggar's worse. But the truth is, we've just said in, in our learning that the beggar, if you do Kriya on Shabbos, according to the first way we've been saying it, you'd be Yotze the Kriya. But if you had the Matzi, you wouldn't be Yotze. So it's actually the other way around. Okay. And, and, the, and the, distinction, the distinction that we brought in this Gemara Rav Chaim says you also got a, a line of the sugi within Bikurim because it's Tarichiyun because it's not so simple how to um, how to because uh, different sugis to a, we did to fully appreciate the whole the sugi mitzvah Bavera, we've got a line of few sugis together which is beyond the scope of this year but the way this year explained it that if the, it's a chepetz is an avera like the, as we said the matter is stolen then you can't use that to facilitate your mitzvah whereas when it comes to the kriya we said the the beggar itself was an avera. It's the mace, the mace you're doing is an avera, and that would be a problem. Okay. In other words, it would still be yotzei yichiyot. Okay, that's just to summarize the sugya. Okay, and what we're discussing the second part of the, the, the we just did now was the issue of making bracha. Okay, when can you can you make a bracha in the face of an avera? It's actually interesting. There was a I may as well tell us a, a particular rav told me that when he was in yeshiva that you know bochum break into the kitchen on Thursday nights or whatever and try and take some shulot or schnitzels and things like that, and and um, it's, it's correct. You're waving a finger. That's not the right thing to do. However, he was cured of it when he, I don't know, he took something. He don't tell me what he said he took. But um, one of the older brachim said, we caught him. He says, I'm not sure if you can make a bracha on that. <laughs> and as soon as he, it's, and that was like, what do I do now? Like, I can't make a bracha. I stole, et cetera, because it was stolen, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah.
They cured him. Interesting. The brach, the hilcha brachas cured him. Um, let's continue. Uh, let's next halacha, halacha dalad. This is the Mishnah. Shur hamal ben. And we've seen this mission before, we've even discussed, and then even part of the Gemara we're going to be seeing. So when it comes to, uh, we said Malbin is actually cleaning it, Turkom's white, or Menafes, which is you're beating it out to separate the fibers, um, Hatsobe, and that's a dying taboo, when you actually spin it in threads. The shear of doing any of those activities, Kamalo Rochava Sikkafu. Now, Sikkafu, we said, is the distance between one index finger and their thumb, which is double the distance between the, that's Kafu, because between the index finger and the middle finger. And however, ha'oreg, when it comes to weaving, it's, it's ha'oreg shnei chutim. Um, when it comes to weaving, what it's, we've said it's two threads, but what, at what distance or what length that is kamulo hasit. That's the distance between the index finger and the middle finger. So now the Gemara says, taman taninan, but once again, we learned previously, hamotzi eitzim kala. The shear for carrying wood is enough to fuel to cook and scramble, like a, it's not scrambled, an egg, well, I think it was scrambled, but an egg uh, from a chicken. So it's the easiest, the, the least amount of fuel to cook anything. And um, But importantly, the rest of that says, but if you take out one of the dice, clipe eguzim and clipe rimon and things like that, that it's kidei litzvoa begi katan, enough to die a small begi katan. We said that's the small begi in the svacha, the top of the hairnet, very small amount. But that's clearly more than the shear of dying we just said in our Mishnah, because that we said that is shear kamor hasit. So here you say that it's even smaller shear. They're both relating to dying. So it says, no. It says it's a difference. When it comes to the actual act of Malach of Tzofea, yes, it's a small amount. Meaning just the distance between uh, the finger and the, the index. Sorry, the, was more than, uh, it was more than that. The Tzikafu meaning between this finger and the thumb. However, if someone's going to carry a die, he's not going to take that tiny sheer amount. He's only going to take enough, which is now to for a, a project, the smallest project, if you like, which is to make that beggar katambas shabbat Okay. Shorter sheer today. Everyone have a good day. Call to it.